Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for podcasters by podcasters. Podcasting Smarter is the official podcast from Podbean, featuring podcasting interviews, best practices, and helpful tips. We're here to give you the tools, resources, product updates, and news to help you get started podcasting and keep your podcast growing. Hello and welcome to Podcasting Smarter. In today's episode, our head of marketing, John Kiernan, will be speaking to EY Germany about the first two years of producing their company-branded podcasts. EY is an international professional services network firm, and their global services cover markets such as accounting, operations, HR, insurance consulting, and so much more. Building a global brand is huge and one that podcasting is set to task for. So stay tuned to hear their story, and here we go. Jessica, Marius, thank you so much for making the time today to chat. How are you doing? Great, how are you? Yeah, doing well. It is a beautiful day here in New Jersey where I am. But where are you coming in from? Where are you calling in from, I should say, as we're on a call here? Well, I'm sitting in Hamburg, and as usual, it's quite cloudy and rainy. <laughs> Hi, John. Um, yeah, same for me. I'm, I'm located in, in Mainz, which is close to Frankfurt, so south of, of Hamburg, um, but weather did not really differ that much. Um, however, yeah, thank you very much for having us. Um, it's a pleasure to to uh, participate in this. And uh, yeah, greetings to, to New Jersey. Absolutely. And I love your background, by the way, too. You're in the clouds. Everything's awesome there. Um, this is also exciting for me because a lot of the interviews that I do are usually one person to one person. And I'm excited to have what I would say is a panel of more than one-on-one. -on -one. We're actually a, a three-piece today. So I love being able to have a little bit of diversity of what we're doing here. So thank you both for making the time. So before we begin here, I want to give our listeners a little bit of insight as to who EY is. So if you wouldn't mind, can you tell us a little bit about EY before we begin? Sure. So we are an international global professional service firm. We're helping our clients mainly through the toughest, toughest issues. We have um, four service lines dealing with um, assurance consulting, strategy and transformation and tax. And um, yeah, what we actually do is create long-term value and um, yeah, help our clients through the transformational age. Sure. So now let's dive a little bit deeper into what we're here to talk about, which is the uh, EY's podcasting side of the business here. When did EY decide to bring podcasting into the place of work? And I'll pitch this to Marius first, and then I'd love to hear Jessica's answer too. Yeah, thank you very much. So um, obviously we do have lots and lots of, of podcasts uh, with EY. So I will be talking today about EY Fintech and Beyond, which is a podcast where I'm supporting and uh, Jessica will later on talk about Transformation Tackles, which is the podca podcast she has her expertise on. But um, yeah, basically, so EY Fintech and Beyond was more or less a, a, a child of the pandemic, I would say. So it was created um, during the pandemic um, where we released our first episode in, in May 2020. So pretty much or pretty early on uh, into the, the pandemic. And um, since then, we've, we've basically published 36, about 36 episodes with many more in the pipeline and have about, I think, a little bit over 12,000 downloads so far. Um, yeah, but yeah, pandemic has given us a great or enormous boost 
because uh, now people ha had a lot of time on their hands, uh, maybe not that much of work, and, and they were able to to listen to podcasts um, as a as a way of of uh, seeing different things or listening to different things, even though they might be stuck in their in their homes. Um, so yeah, basically we we started in in May 2020. Yeah, Marius, I agree. I think people have really learned to listen to podcasts and enjoy doing that now. Um, so I would also say that Transformation Tachelis was kind of born in the pandemic. And uh, we have had our first uh, thoughts last year and then um, really launched the podcast in the first quarter this year. Yeah, I think that when we think about how podcasts have really exploded over the last couple of years, you know, we've always seen, at least since the podcast conception and audio form, we've seen a lot of positivity around the medium. It's really engaging. You can listen to it anywhere. Um, in, many in many places now, we're seeing video podcasts being a big thing as well. Uh, but we really started to see an explosion of podcasts within, like you guys even said, in the last year or two here. Um, can you give us some examples of how EY is using podcasting? I know you said you both had uh, different podcasts here, but what are some of the different focuses of the different podcasts? Sure, I would start here, Marius, um, if you don't mind. So basically, Transformation Tacheles is showing a broad range of what the title says, transformation topics, so mainly from consulting and, and strategy. And um, yeah, it's actually the topics we're dealing with uh, in projects on a daily basis. And um, yeah, we're trying to focus on the most current and exciting topics and um, yeah, have a kind of a wide range of, of listeners and are not really limited to a certain um, target group. And um, yeah, that's basically for Transformation Tacheles. Yeah, and I think there's there's lots of, of points that you just mentioned that also apply for obviously for our podcast. So basically, basically helps us to, to stay close and connected to respective industries um, but by connecting and engaging with experts and opinion leaders, um, we we are able to express our opinions and exchange ideas with lots of interesting people. Um, it helps us to to keep up with recent trends, and and, and it allows us well, especially the podcast uh, genre allows us to to educate a wider range of listeners. Um, but it's it's not it's not really one way one way show the way we do our podcast because we, we invite our listeners to engage with us by asking them for feedback and suggestions in regards to, to topics they would like to see see covered by us. Um, so we, we do tend to make it rather interactive by, by introducing the, the listener to, to participate in, in, the, in the podcast by providing suggestions or even, even saying um, whether depending on which industry they're from, if they have an interesting topic, um, that they also are able to introduce us to themselves and say, hey, I, I have something interesting. Uh, would you be interested in, in making an episode together? Which we highly welcome because um, um, we do want to engage with the market. I think that's really interesting, too, because when we talk about businesses that are bringing podcasting into uh, their work line, right, we think a lot of the time of a company branded podcast being, like you said, this public facing podcast. And a lot of the times, like you guys are doing, you're using this podcast to help develop EY as a thought leader in specific topics, right? But I think a lot of the times with 
uh, company branded podcasts, we end up seeing, okay, these are the topics that we're going to talk about. We're going to deliver this content to you. And the most successful podcasts that we've seen are ones where it's giving value to a listener. But you guys are even taking that a step beyond. You're also telling your listenership, hey, if there's something that you want us to talk about, please go ahead and give us that feedback. I think that's something really unique um, in the world of public podcasts for businesses. Yeah, absolutely agree. I think it does help um, because we want to avoid ivory towers, obviously. Um, we, we do want people that engage and, and obviously that in our mind tracks also their their um, participation or their, their, their engagement in our podcast. It helps them or it helps us to better understand what they might be interested in. Because, I mean, we will probably talk about that a little bit later on, on which, what kind of specific content we, we do provide or talk about. But um, basically, in a, in a nutshell, um, we, are, we do have a broad range of topics that we talk about. And the more we understand what our listeners are interested uh, into, then the more we can, we can all benefit from, from having uh, interesting and engaging episodes. Now, let's talk about that a little bit, too, because there's a lot of great content that EY is putting out on both of these podcasts here. What have been some of the benefits of using these podcasts to build brand awareness about EY? And, you know, I think this question is even more pertinent to uh, you inviting the audience even more into your podcast. What has the feedback been from your audience? And uh, Jessica, I'll give this question to you first. And then, Marius, I'd love to open it up to you, too. Yeah, sure. Um, so we have had really great feedback. We're very flashed by the many, many positive responses we've also created and got. And um, we did also get some um, some proposals for different um, episodes, um, which we highly appreciate. Um, so yeah, we've raised a brand awareness and our strategic impact is really important to us. And um, yeah, also... Um, that our target group um, requested the topics, as, as just mentioned. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, perfect. Um, so, so in my mind, um, especially, so yeah, I can only agree. Feedback has been, has been really great from our audience. Um, we do see that in, in uh, mails we receive uh, in after, after episodes, but we also see the engagement on social media yeah, where where people are sharing or liking our um, our episodes that we that we um, published and um, to your question about building brand awareness, so I would say first of all, um, so audio content and, and more specifically podcast format, it, it does allow our listeners to consume our content whenever and from wherever it suits them best. So. For example, in contrast to to, to webcast, um, our listeners do not need to to sign up for an event uh, for which they only have a specific time slot that allows them to participate or they have to wait for the the event to close and then wait for an email to come with a link to to that. But they can basically consume it from wherever they want. It gives them the liberty to to independently decide um, when and which episode they want to listen to, and and I think that's that's really great. And and second of all, in terms of our of us being able to to create the podcast, um, it we're pretty or it's it's with relative ease that we're able to invite speakers into our podcast. There's not much real, not much lead time that we really need. 
um, to produce one, and they don't need to be geographically close to us, um, which is obviously a benefit because time time management is, is really critical in this regard. So, yeah, to, to your question, the the building of brand awareness is is really huge because people, as we said earlier, people have always listened to podcasts since its introduction, but we've seen this huge boom in in um in in podcasts coming out and people listening to podcasts from from wherever they are and um this this helps us hugely sure and one thing i love that you keep bringing up is that you do bring guests onto your show too I think that there is a thought that in order to create yourself as a thought leader, it all has to come from, I love the term that you coined, the ivory tower, right? But when you're able to bring in different guests from different places and different businesses and really get different perspectives, not only are you able to create yourself as a thought leader like you guys are doing, but you're also able to gain the insight, the value, the credibility of other people coming in and bringing uh, their expertise to your podcast as well. So it creates EY in this vision of, okay, we are the thought leaders of uh, this specific field, but we're also bringing other people in to help either A, establish, B, reinforce, or C, inform on different perspectives or different ways around that too. Um, now let's talk a little bit about that too, because I want to talk about, now that we're talking about bringing other people in and talking about uh, that side of it, walk us through a couple different points of the audio series production here, uh, such as who, who creates the content and who produces the content. And then finally, who releases the content? Marius, I'll pitch this question to you first, and then I will pitch the same question to Jessica. Yeah, I think this this might be a rather similar process. So I, I'll try to keep it short and and simple. Um, and Jessica, you can you can um, then uh, pitch in everything that you guys might be doing differently at, uh, at Transformation Tackles. So basically, we do most of the production of our podcasts ourselves. So basically, everyone from our team is highly welcome to to participate in in our brainstorming sessions. Um, anyone who has an idea to bring forward as a as a new topic or new trend they want to talk about, they're highly welcome to. Um, so we do have weekly Jure fixes uh, where we talk about the podcast and our pipeline, um, and then the the particip participants are able to to pitch new new ideas. And um, if that's if that's something that we can all agree is a good idea to to talk about. Um, then they are free to, um, well, extend this this idea and, and uh, perform the or make the concept of the episode. Um, they introduce the they, they write a script, um, which is basically about the the general topics, the general frame of the episode. They uh, we organize the um, speakers um, as well, so. The person who who creates the content is also then in charge of organizing speakers and and uh, knowledge experts. Um, we have initial talks with them, so they are not surprised by any questions we might have to uh, have for them. Um, we then um, continue to uh, after we schedule the call, we we uh, then have a agency that provides us with the with the recording. And um, afterwards, the the post production editing. Um, but apart from that, um, that's the only part where we need exter externals for for the um, for the 
um, well, technical or technological uh, needs for for creating the episode. Um, but after that, uh, we do distribution and marketing ourselves again. Um, so, yeah, basically from from beginning to end, we we do everything ourselves, with the exception of having the the agency do the the recording and editing support. Yeah, it's actually the same or kind of similar for, for our podcast. So we also have creative uh, brainstorming sessions where we gather topics and create a pipeline. We have internal discussions on who could uh, be an expert from, from EY and who we could invite uh, from, from our network. Um, we have a producer, in this case, this is me, who then talks to the relevant uh, speakers and organizes everything that we need. Um, yeah, uh, get the moderators on board. We have an internal and an external moderator and um, discuss just the flow of the episode. And um, yeah, we're also working with um, the agency in, for the um, online recording and uh, then for the post-production. So get the jingle and everything um, to the episode. And then, yeah, marketing communication, like Mario said, is uh, also in our hands. And then we are working quite closely with an editorial team um, from EY that we have on board um, that helps us to distribute and upload um, the episodes in all our channels. So that would be on ey.com, but also, of course, on uh, Podbean for all the apps. I like the one thing that you both echoed also, where you have the creative brainstorming session within your company, but then you have clearly defined roles. You have mm -hmm. the production company who handles the recording and all that in the post-production too. I think that's great. You have somebody that handles the uploading because in, I think a lot of success in any sorts of communications tools, if it's everybody's job, it's nobody's job, right? So to be able to have someone really dedicated just for that, whether it's an external vendor or whether it's someone one in your company that is just only going to help the pipeline especially when you guys are saying you know we also have a brainstorming session but once we have that brainstorming session now we segment it into okay who you know we're going to go ahead and create this content it's going to come out now um, but we're going to go ahead and have this idea for not just one episode but maybe a couple of different episodes over time i think that planning and that strategy of making sure that you know who's going to be in charge of what part at what time only helps people uh, create the best content like you guys have now once we've talked about recording the content and producing the content in what ways does EY create awareness and engagement for the podcast content? Uh, Jessica, I'll open this up to you. And then Marius, please go ahead. Um, so you mean what channels we're using? Yeah. So Maybe. what I... Okay. Yeah, so basically, how are you creating, uh, how are you getting people to the podcast? You know, how are you creating awareness about the content that you're putting out? Because I think a lot of people rely on, okay, we just publish an episode. And mm -hmm. then because of the content, they're hoping that that'll draw people into it or podcasts are popular. Okay, great. We have Apple Podcasts that it's on. Let's just hope that Apple Podcast puts it in front of people. Um, I think sometimes if you have a, a bit of a strategy for getting it in front of more eyes or in front of more ears in this case, uh, you have an ability to reach a greater audience. And I'm just wondering between you guys, what kind of strategies do you have in place to build awareness and engagement for those podcasts? Okay. Um, well, first of all, you have to differentiate a bit between in 
internal and external communication in this case. So, of course, internally, it's really important to us that also our people know um, that we have a new episode coming up and uh, what's it about, who's talking, um, also to connect people internally and make them aware of what actually uh, what other cool topics we're dealing with so uh, internally we're of course using our our intranet we have a like a daily news which is distributed to all um all employees uh, in a certain region um, that they get uh, and then we have of course um, newsletters um, it's uh, distributed in one-to-one -one calls we for transformation tachelis have created banners that are linked to relevant articles on a specific um, topic but that is also the cross link to external so for example if we have I give you an example. If we, we have recorded a um, a podcast um, episode on the humanity and health, so how can how can patients um, be served with more humanity in the health system? Um, and uh, we have created a banner, and that is also linked to a general webcast series we have on health. Um, so that is that is for external, and then of course we're using social media, LinkedIn mainly for um, the distribution. Yeah, cool. Um, for for uh, EY fintech and beyond, we basically use our well. First of all, we have our task force, which is all the people involved in in creating the podcast which are, um, first of all, in, informed about um, the, the release of a new episode. And we do then create a, or suggest them with one or two teaser uh, teasers about the episode that they can use to share on social media. Um, but we also use our internal um, communication channels, such as um, an email to, to our teams, um, informing them about the new episode and uh, welcoming them to engage with the content by either sharing, liking, commenting on it. Um, uh, as we said, as I said um, earlier, we, we do create some, some kind of teasers that, that basically describe what we are talking about in this episode. But obviously we, we highly welcome each and every participant of our team to, to also, um, if they share the content itself, to um, say it in their own words, describe it, um, to, to make it more more personal um, and more interactive. Um, we do, as we, we do a lot of our, or all of our episodes with externals as well, we uh, do encourage them to obviously then share the content as well, the new episodes um, themselves. Um, we do not uh, restrict them um, for from using their own uh, branding. So as long as they share our link and um, they're basically welcome to use whatever teaser or episode description they want to to um, use when sharing the the um, contents on their pages as well they can use their own branding um, which I, th I think is, is completely fine and valid um, because it looks more in their corporate design corporate identity um, and uh, that helps us a lot especially on um, I think Jessica said it before LinkedIn we we highly uh market our our new episodes because we see um 
that we all have, or in, in EY, we're all building networks uh, with new people and interesting people. And those people um, also know probably even more interesting people that are then um, finding our content on, on LinkedIn and then might be uh, intrigued to, to have a look at our or listen to our new episodes. Yeah, I think all of these points are absolutely important. And these aren't just tips for uh, for using this for a business podcast and like a thought uh, thought leadership podcast. It's also, I think, for anybody who's growing a podcast, the fact that you're creating different mediums, the fact that you're creating clips and allowing uh, different parts of the company to promote them in the different ways, right? It puts not just, okay, cool, we're going to have one message that goes out to everybody in the same way. What you're allowing people to do is cater for what they know will work for uh, their specific people, which I think is great. One thing I wanted to touch on from Jessica that I appreciated also is these news bursts too. Um, from what you said, they're localized. Correct. So depending on where somebody might be, uh, these news bursts are based to their specific part of the business in that location. Correct. Yeah, correct. That's awesome. I think that's such an important part of the podcasting medium, too. And just in general, creating content that people engage with, because, again, podcast, I'll, I'll say it, I keep saying it, podcasting is such an engaging medium. But it's still, if you're just delivering the same content all over the place to everybody and expecting them to get the same value out of it, you're not going to see the same return. Meanwhile, if you go ahead and you create content that's specific to a person's role or specific to the needs of a certain person or to, like, you said, their localization, you're only going to create more awareness for them because they're going to find that content more relevant. So the fact that you have that as uh, part of the workflow is great. And then the fact that you have all of these different things that you do where it's like, okay, this links to this place, it links externally, you have a lot of backlinks, it sounds like, that go from place to place. So not only is it, okay, this episode lives as part of this episode, but you're also saying this episode lives as part of what EY delivers. So, you know, it might be something that can be relevant in just listening to the full episode. You may have something that can link to an article that you have or a piece of content that you have on another part of the, uh, the EY ecosystem. I think that's all really important to connect the branding. So that's awesome. I think that's great. Um, let's also talk about some of the hurdles also, because we talk a lot about the successes of podcasting. Um, but I think one thing that's important also is to understand the initial roadblocks, let's say. So I'll pitch this to uh, Marius and then Jessica, feel free to chime in as well. What have been some of the hurdles that you might have faced with implementing podcasts as a solution? And then what teams did the team take to mitigate these issues? I'm also willing to accept, hey, it was a smooth transition. That's great too. Mm -hmm. So however you need to answer that, however the process was, is perfect for me. <laughs> So yeah, what are the hurdles? Uh, that's that's obviously a good question, um, and we we do or we did face some um, in in the past, and we're obviously still facing some of them. Um, I am not not gonna lie about that, but to be honest, it has been it has been still rather smooth sailing. The only thing that I say what are the major hurdles in that case are obviously proper planning. Um, it is. It is easy to to create or come up with a new new episode or a new idea for an episode. That that is easy, but then finding um, the speakers, um, which is still fairly fairly easy, because people are just really committed to engage. They're really happy if you ask them to to come on on your podcast, because it is 
still a fairly new medium. People are probably bored of being on conferences or webcasts. Uh, and so being on the podcast is maybe something special. But um, depending on on the the number of your, of the of external speakers that you have, and sometimes we have up to uh, four speakers uh, from from different companies, plus uh, one or two uh, people that moderate um, the episode from our side. It is obviously crucial that you have pro proper planning and proper time management um, because um, it is is not easy to have a one and a half hour time slot. Um, with with six different participants. So make sure you have a lot of episodes in your pipeline already planned um, because things will always shift. There will always be something where, where one participant says something has come up, I cannot do it. And then you don't want really want to have or postpone a release of an episode for one or two weeks because you couldn't find a, a matching date. So always have something in your pipeline, maybe create even a surplus of episodes that you can just drop at, at every point in time when it's more the most convenient for you. Because as I said, something will happen And then, um, yeah, the proper planning and, and time management, I would say, are um, more or less the, the critical hurdles in, in creating the podcast. Yeah, for, for Transformation Tacheles um, and for your podcast, Marius, I think uh, we both agree that finding the speakers and actually producing the content and, and identifying the content is not the real problem. Um, for Transformation Tacheles, I would say there are mainly two main problems or two hurdles. Um, one we've definitely overcome. Um, that was in the beginning of setting up the, the podcast and um, really getting all those the process in place that we already talked about. So who is doing what and um, really to set up the process. That was a hurdle. But um, as, as we've already discussed, and now it is set up and it works really well. And then for us, time management, I would also say is a hurdle, but in terms of um, producing ahead because we have to, um, but not producing too far ahead because the world is changing so fast and you don't want to, to you know, miss something that might come up next week. But as Transformation Tacheles is going out with an episode every Friday, um, we have to produce ahead. Sure. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a quite a good point. Uh, being on on time or being really recent, um, just as as an example, we just released a couple of weeks ago an, an episode about cyber insurance, and in in our opening words, we wanted to address um, we wanted to address uh, critical hacks on on uh, companies, and as we were planning this episode. Basically, every week there was a major hack on on a, a certain company, so which was really interesting, and we wanted to include that. But it showed us that we are really, really recent or in in time in this in this uh, episode. So with with any other episode, you have to make sure that it does not go out of out of time or does not go to, go out of um, out of content. Uh, which is which is really really critical. So you don't need, or you should make sure that you don't um, take too long when planning and executing an episode. 
Sure. And it's important, too, because there's a lot of different kinds of content you can put out. Uh, there's, you know, your evergreen content, which you can come back to at any point. There's this time sensitive content, like you said, you know, you have something that's going on in the world and you want to highlight it, such as these um, hacks that you're talking about. And sometimes, and number one, I think it's great that you both have the idea of, okay, let's create content and then schedule it out over the course of time. Because again, then if you have to go ahead and switch course, you know that you can put something in place. I think a lot of podcasters are oftentimes, you know, just based on time, are trying to record content in the moment. Okay, cool. I have this one date. I'm going to record this one episode. I'm going to put it out now. But then what happens is you always find yourself a little bit behind the ball. With what you guys are doing in both of the podcasts, you're able to create this uh, catalog of back content, so to speak. And then all of a sudden, if something does come up in that week that you're like, oh, this would maybe fit better here, you can now shift course. And even at that point, create minor edits to the content so you can put it out and it becomes more relevant to what's out at that point. And I think it's important to talk about that, um, that strategy that you have of once it's set up, that it's great. Um, I think that's with anything. I always say that businesses are like humans at the end of the day, because we are built of how many of just humans, right, generally. So it's like any habit, any habit that somebody tries to develop, either for a business or personal. Once you get into the routine of the thing being part of your life cycle or part of the uh, workflow, then it's just a matter of making adjustments here, making adjustments there. It's that initial kind of upkick of, okay, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to execute on it. You can always make adjustments to the workflow as time goes on. Like you said, someone could go ahead and create a single podcast and then say, well, this might not be working. Let's go ahead and create batch content. Um, I think that's really important. And it's also really important to stay on the pulse, especially as it pertains to the business podcasts. You know, you could have that topic that you covered a while ago or that topic that you are seeing becoming relevant that you haven't covered yet and say, okay, we need to change course now and we need to get this piece of content or this focus out before it does go out of style, so to speak, um, or becomes less relevant, I guess is a better way to put it. Um, but I think having that foresight and having that plan of execution is something that any podcaster can benefit from, and especially coming to a business that's coming to uh, want to bring podcasting to their place of work. I think strategizing and figuring out how the workflow is going to go for your specific business is just an amazing piece of advice, which brings me into my final question here. And um, I, I'll take that potentially as the piece of advice, but if another business is considering bringing podcasting into the workplace, what's one piece of advice that you would like to offer them in support of podcasting? I'm Jessica, I'll pass this to you first. And then Marius, feel free to chime in as well. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, my number one advice would be not to underestimate the time that you need for quality assurance and for um, really making sure that the episode that is going to be launched um, is okay to be launched. So if, if it's an episode that lasts 30 minutes, um, you would at least need, of course, 30 minutes to listen to it and to make sure that it's all fine and technically works. Um, you even have to do that twice. So that would be then an hour. And um, also the time that you need for um, for texting it, if you're doing it yourself or you have um, some part of the company that is doing it, but texting it. And of course, you have more creative days and then less creative days. Um, so that is something that should not be done last minute. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. 
Um, I think it's really important to have a great team behind you, people that are engaged and are, are happy to, to participate, bring in their own ideas, be, be, um, yeah, be brave enough to, to pitch an idea, um, create the content and do the, the moderation and conception of an episode themselves. Um, that obviously helps, especially in, a, in, in the podcast like we have that talks about fintech and uh, and digitalization in the financial services sector you have you have as you said many many topics that are just on the pulse of time and there is really crucial to have an engaged team a team that is um maybe even has different expertises in different areas um because as we said we have have a rather broad range of of topics that we talk about And to make it interesting and to make it make it um, yeah different each episode, it's it's good to have also not only one man show or two man show, but have a team that that uh, is not afraid to pitch in and and bring forward the content. I think if you have that and you can you're able to fill a, a pipeline or your pipeline with lots of different projects that you can. Um, that you can uh, broadcast to to the public. Um, I think that's great. And the more people you have involved from the creative side, the more content, you, the quicker you can grow, I can say, the more people you have that have the creative outlet to the podcast, the more people and the more information you can get out and different perspectives that you have too. I think both of those are great pieces of information too. And I think that, especially for Jessica's point about, you know, knowing how long it takes for the episode. You obviously, I think a lot of people go into it going, okay, if we're going to have a half hour episode, then a half hour is how long we need to record. But a lot of the times too, that could be the benchmark for how long you want your podcast to be. You may have a 45 minute conversation. You may have an hour conversation that you need to chop down to that format, right? So uh, you might have a part one and a part two. I love the fact that you said basically measure twice, cut once. You know, you want to go ahead and listen back to your content and make sure that's something you want to put out. There's a lot of editing that can go into it or minute editing if you feel that the episode was just straight out of the gate, great. Uh, some people put intro music, some people put outro music, some people also put some different information about their companies within the podcast also, which is a great sure. tool too. Uh, but being able to really think about, okay, per episode, we want the episode to generally be about this long. So thinking about how much time in a work week you have to allocate to that is extremely important. And then if you find that you don't have that time within the company, like you guys are talking about, you can outsource that to another company. You can outsource that to somebody else who that's their primary role is to edit content, create the best sounding content and deliver that back to you. That way you're simply in charge of the content that's being put out and you're the one who's, let's say, releasing the content too. So I think those are great. I think those are both great points here. Well, Jessica, Marius, thank you so much for making the time to chat with us today. Um, I love the fact that we can meet people from all around the globe in different businesses and talk about the world of podcasting. So thank you both for making the time. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. <laughs>